I began wondering what led up to Solomon getting offered or given wisdom beyond most. And then something nagged at me. And I went back and I was reading of how God said, and although you didn't ask, and because now that I'm realizing, because you did as your father had told you, I'm going to take you back and show you what his father had told him. Because you did what your father told you, And maintained and didn't get wickedness in your heart. And he went over the good things that Solomon had did. Then I'm going to give you, because you didn't ask, for wealth. And there was a second thing. And he gave him those two things. And you go back and you begin to look and see. The things that you have done to stay within the guidelines of things that have been handed to you. And I'm coming from 1 Kings chapter 2 through verse, chapter 2 through chapter 3, verse 13. And the title is Kingdomhood. And when we start out, David is dying. And I wrote down some of the charges of a dying man to his son and not just a dying man but a man of faith and a man of God who had been proven and the first thing he said is show thyself a man and the second thing is um, keep the charge of the Lord thy God it means to walk in his ways or to keep his statutes and commandments and judgments and testimonies. Testimonies stood out to me because that is something that was handed down to us. Um, his judgments. I like that one. That's not something that is always put out there for us to know. God's judgments. And it said, he said these two things that thou mayest prosper in all that you do and everywhere you go. So he had given him those charges to prosper in, in all things and everywhere you go. So that will be interesting to look back and see what God gave him, although he didn't ask. Um, verse by verse four, it says, do this so the Lord may continue that which he spoke concerning me. So there I see posterity or a generational thing where God had spoken something to David and it was going to be carried over to the son. And there was things that the father was handing to the son. And he even gets into instructions about his enemies and his allies and his family and who is to sit at the table with you and who to keep your eye on and who to be watchful of. And then, But he told him to go off of his own wisdom so that he may have peace going into his grave. So David understood something. He understood that he was his daddy, but God was his God and that he must be his own man. One thing I did also like about um, him being his own man is as we go down further, um, Solomon has an older brother that starts with the letter A. And this older brother comes to Bathsheba, who is Solomon's mom, and asks of him a thing. And when and, and he even told her, he won't tell you no. 
And so the mama went down to her son, Solomon, and she's like, um, Solomon, I have something to ask. And he said, and he sent for her this and he did for her that and he welcomed her in. And it just took to me how David had told him to show thyself a man. So it took to me how he treated his mother. And I really liked that. But although she was his mother, when she came and she asked a question, David perceived more than that. So I do know that there comes a time when David goes and he is seated on the throne. Although he was seated on the throne, he had not been established with all things being in his hand. So whenever he had sat on the throne, all all chaos ensued after that. Everything broke out. Everything started to happen. The first it was the mother coming to Solomon with the message that the oldest brother had sent about getting a wife. And he said, he read more into it and he said, okay, he sends you to do this because he is rightfully the oldest what will he ask you to come ask me next? So he cut all that out immediately. So it, that was a, a wrap. He said immediately, this person has to go. And then he went on to other challenges. He went on to other wars. I found it interesting, too, how David couldn't build the house of God because he had bloody hands. But there are specific instructions of Solomon sending for the death of others. So I just found that intriguing. But as far as kingdomship, um, sitting sitting in a chair does not come with power and authority. There is a process that you have to go through to become established in the things that God has called you to do. And kingdomship, by chapter 3, we're getting into kingdomship. And God asked Solomon, what do you want? So these are the things that start to come after the process. So just going and taking a title, just going and sitting in a seat does not govern, rule, or establish kingdomship kingdomship will come after a lot of things have been established. He was established in that he came and went in the way that his father told him to go, in the way that he warred, in the way that he moved. He already exhibited great wisdom and God added to that with wisdom and understanding because he saw that was the most prudent thing that would be needed to do the job he was doing. He saw a mind for the people. He didn't want to be a reproach to the people. He wanted to be a leader and a covering for the people. So whenever we start talking about kingdomship, after you've been proven, after you've gone by the judgments and statutes that you've been handed, you get to a place in life where God will say, what is it that you want? And someone that has been established in the kingdom will answer in such a profound way that it's going to lend to God to give you even more than the things that you did not ask for or to see outside of the box of not what you asked, but what you didn't ask for. You didn't ask to be rich. 
You didn't see things in that. You saw things in being a good ruler and being a righteous ruler and being a, 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 a full of judgment and a, a godly judgment that came from God. So when God sees hearts like this, he can establish you in the even more. And the things that you do ask, God will even add to that.